Well, you think it was slow summer, not so much though in BC politics, as evidenced by the latest moves from the BC Liberals. Joining us now for more on that is Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. And good morning, Simi. And is there anything more macho for a political leader than calling up one of your MLAs and saying you're fired? Uh, yeah, I guess so. This doesn't happen very often, does it? It doesn't happen very often uh, under the under the previous Liberal leader. Andrew Wilkinson, it took a long time for Wilkinson to come to these kind of decisions, but Kevin Falcon uh, dumped uh, John Rustad yesterday. Fairly short notice, actually. Uh, it was over, uh, it's been building for a while, but it was over a posting that uh, Rustad did on social media, climate change denial type posting. Uh, Falcon struggled, apparently, uh, says it took him a while to get Rustad on the phone. Uh, when he finally did, he and Rustad couldn't come to a clear understanding that you're not going to take positions that are in utter contradiction of longstanding positions of the party. So he couldn't get an understanding on it. Rustad says irreconcilable differences, and Rustad is out. He'll sit as an independent now. Uh, Falcon made it clear that, uh, you know, if you want to debate things, you debate them inside the caucus room. But when the government uh, and the op- when the opposition has taken the position, particularly one the liberals have held for a long time, you're not going to do this. And it's over. Isn't it interesting, though, you just said that there that took him a while, took Kevin Falcon a while to get John Rustad on the phone. Well, wait a minute. If, yeah. you're, if the leader of your party is calling, you return that call ASAP. Yeah, that's true, too, you know. And the other thing, I mean, Falcon's line on this, and and this is a vice of social media. We've all reposted stuff, I guess, but uh, in this case, this one caused a lot of trouble. Uh, Falcon's line is, you don't get to post every other thought that pops into your head. And, I mean, climate action, climate, dealing with climate change, the carbon tax and carbon regulation, that started under the B.C. Liberals. It started way back when John Rustad was first in the B.C. legislature, way back in 2008, the liberal government of the day brought in the carbon tax over opposition from the NDP. And Rustad campaigned for re-election on that in 2009. And he was re-elected in 2013 and in 2017 and in 2020 as part of a party and for a long time a government that said climate change was real, we need to deal with it, the carbon tax is part of our response. So this is a this isn't a minor departure from party policy. This is a major reversal by a guy who was part of a of a party and a government that brought in all this stuff in the first place. Okay, so then why now? <sighs> you know, I don't know. It, it, you you don't want to make too much of somebody's Twitter feed, <laughs> but when you're an MLA, it it is an open book. And oh, so if absolutely. you go back over the last period of time, what you find is Rustad increasingly posting um, stuff that could easily be taken as climate change denial, misinformation like carbon dioxide is not part of the story grumbling about carbon tax and regulation. And again, Falcon says, look, we discussed this in the caucus, and the liberals themselves have been critical of what the New Democrats have done with the carbon tax because the New Democrats originally opposed the carbon tax. They've now turned around and taken what was revenue neutral, offset by other tax cuts, all increases, to just making it a tax grab. So the liberals are critical 
of what the New Democrats have done. But again, Falcon's line is, look, we debate this in the caucus room where we take a position. uh, We practice unity in public. And Falcon recognizes, Simi, that, you know, the challenge for the liberals is not getting more votes in the north where Rustad is the MLA. The challenge is winning back the dozen or so seats in and around Metro Vancouver and on Vancouver Island that the liberals lost in 2017 and 2020. Mm -hmm. And those are ridings where, you know, your stand on a whole bunch of issues has got to be moderate and in the middle. You, you, you go climate denial and say we've got to get rid of this carbon tax, as the B.C. conservatives say. Uh, you're, you're just not going to get the voters there. They're not going to listen to you. So Falcon's challenge is, as I say, is not firming up his base. It's been firm. It's all they hold, right? It's figuring out how to get enough seats back to give you a majority in the legislature. And his calculation, which I think, like it or not, is probably correct. You're not going to get there by um, appealing to the voters that, that John Rustad is appealing to. Okay, but what are the risks here for Kevin Falcon in, in making a move like this? So there's a big risk. And immediately yesterday we saw, so we talked yesterday about how the conservatives of B.C. who oppose the carbon tax and a whole bunch of other issues have recruited a candidate, Harman Bangu. Uh, he lists himself as a trucker. They're saying he's a small business operator. He could be both. Uh, and he's running in Surrey South where there's a by-election on September the 10th. So there is a following out there for these views. It's just not a majority. It's not even close to being a majority. The Conservatives ran against the carbon tax in 2013. They ran against it in 2017. Here in BC, they got nowhere. So uh, they ran in 2020. They're, They're not going to win seats with that stand. But they might well appeal to um, what? Pick a number, 20% of the vote, 15% of the vote. Conservatives took 7% of the vote in the Quilchena by-election that elected Falcon with almost no public profile at all. So they will get some votes for this point of view. There is support for it. There's also a mix-up, right? I mean, people mixing up the federal party where Poiliev is running for the leadership and provincial party, which is not nearly the same political presence. So that is the risky runs. It goes farther than that. Rustad's out of the caucus. Simi sitting as an independent. What if he switches his party affiliation to conservative? The rules in B.C. legislature were changed under the first NDP government, the the NDP government in partnership with the Greens. You only need two MLAs for official party status, leader salary, house leader salary, all that. You only need two MLAs now for official party status in the B.C. legislature. So Rustad switched just to the conservatives, can find one other person to stand with him. He would have a pretty big presence in the political landscape. Yeah, and all of a sudden this makes this by-election so yeah. so interesting. When was the last time this happened, Vaughn? When was the last time we saw a removal like this? Uh, well, Wilkinson did finally um, uh, kick a couple of people, uh, w- one person out of his caucus, uh, Laurie Throness. Um, right. We had – the NDP had um, – a lot of internal stress over the carbon tax and some of their members way back in 2009 chose not to run again because they were angry with the party's stand on climate action and look these are these are fluid times and they're fluid around that issue of climate action 
Uh, Angela Apadurai, who's running for the leadership of the NDP, she says her party isn't doing enough on climate action. She's opposed to a whole bunch of stands that the party is taking. But, and you know, old growth logging, uh, LNG, natural gas fracking, she's opposed to Site C, and she's tied a lot of this to climate action. So, but she's running for the leadership. She's not an MLA, and uh, so a leadership race is a bit more of a wide open field. Um, Rustad uh, is a member of a caucus that is building itself to running in the next election. And Falcon is saying, you want to debate these issues, come to caucus meetings. But if we take a position, that's going to have to be the party's position. Because on a critical issue like this, if the liberals go into a campaign could come very soon, Simi. They go into a campaign where some of their MLAs are saying, no, you know, denying climate change, and the others are saying we have to do more. That's not going to be an easy position to defend with the public. No, it's not. All right, Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi.